Yo! Welcome in to the House of L podcast. I am Lawrence Holmes. Thanks for hanging out here with me. It is a happy New Year's Eve because the Bears won. And they didn't just win. They dominated against the Atlanta Falcons. And you saw some really cool stuff from the quarterback in this game. And I've been joking about how I wish at his age, when I was his age, that I could have been as zen as Justin Fields seems to be, even knowing that his future in Chicago is in doubt with the Bears securing the number one pick today because of the Cardinals winning and the Panthers losing. The Bears have a choice, and they have a similar choice to what they have last year. The stakes are, are higher, or they could be higher, if you go into this draft yet again and you decide that you're going to bolster the roster instead of drafting a quarterback. I think that Justin has, has been making a case for you to not draft a quarterback, but I would understand the Bears from a business standpoint saying, well, this gives us an opportunity to theoretically save some money because we'll have a quarterback on the rookie deal. We could spend a lot of money on the rest of the roster and so on and so forth. I like the idea of, I think that you have a starting quarterback. I think he gets better with better pieces around him. I think that you can make your whole roster better because there are at least 12 teams that are going to be desperate to make a quarterback change. And you have the number one pick. And it would allow you to ransom the pick. It would allow you to do that. So let's see. Let's see what they end up doing. But to, to get back to inside of this game, Fields did a little bit of everything in it. 268 yards passing in the game. And then 40 yards rushing. It felt like more. It's 45 yards. It felt like more. Because because you see him do the Houdini stuff. I was joking on Twitter with my guys, Eugene McIntosh and Terrence Tomlin. Like, they're the guys who gave Javi Baez the nickname El Mago. And I'm just wondering, can we give that nickname, since Javi's in Detroit, can we give that nickname to Justin Fields? We could just do that and make him El Mago. Because he does wild stuff, man. He does a lot of wild stuff, and I, I personally feel like if you just give him just a little bit more on offense, then you could see this thing really take off. But inside of, of, of today's game, you saw arm strength. You saw touch. You saw ball placement. You saw the incredible athleticism. You saw him continuing to build this connection with DJ Moore. DJ Moore, nine catches, 159 yards, one touchdown. And even without Darnell Mooney there, guys made plays and made catches. Robert Tanyan, really good. Three catches for 40 yards. Is sitting in for Cole Komet, who was in uniform but kind of wasn't there. You know? Roshan Johnson had a couple nice catches. Tyler Scott had some really cool moments. And then, like, man, I want him to hold on to that touchdown. 
Ball was put in a good spot. Defender was in a good spot. But I still want NFL receivers to make that play. It's crazy. And then you start talking about the Bears' defense. You look and see Tyreek Stevenson with a couple interceptions, Kyler Gordon with an interception, TJ Edwards with an interception. This defensive backfield is playing so confidently right now. Now, the pass rush wasn't there as much as it is for in other weeks, and I thought Ross Tucker made a really good point on the broadcast. He's like, this is one of those games where the guys rushing the passer have a harder time because the field conditions are not great. But Javon Dexter came through late with some opportunities to get the quarterback on the ground, and he did it. Montez Sweat, in an important situation, gets a pressure that turns into a turnover. Takeaway. Sorry, Lovey. That's the type of thing where your, your defensive backfield knows that they can jump routes, they can take chances, they can make plays on the ball because they don't have to worry about double moves that are going to happen. They don't have to worry about getting beat deep. There's a freedom playing that way that is unparalleled. When, like, those guys as a group, and I talked with Dave Wanstead about it last week and talked with Jaquan Brisker about it last week. As a group, those guys are super confident. Super confident. And now you start thinking about the guys who are up front and the type of pressure they are putting on quarterbacks that bolster that confidence even more. It's terrific. It's it's really been it's been fun to watch the development. Like Kyler Gordon is man I I give a lot of credit to the the, the scouting people and Ryan Poles on that. That guy is twitchy. He makes plays, and he's kind of all over the place. For them to play the way that they did, and I get it, the Taylor Heineke is um, probably like a, if we're counting quarterbacks like 1 through 64, Taylor Heineke is probably like quarterback 40, something like that. Still got to make the plays, and they made them. To not have Jalen Johnson for a big portion of that game, and for those guys in defensive backfield to play well, man, that's that's good living. That's good living. That's they have they have remade the defense, and Matt Eberflus deserves a lot of credit in what he's done with the defense this year. And now here here are the scenarios that I brought up to people a few weeks ago. What if the Bears win eight games? And now everyone's telling me that the context of the season has changed. Where if at the beginning of the season I said eight games, you would go, oh, they more than doubled, they almost tripled their win total from the year before? And you're going to fire the coach? I think that there there is an argument to be made. It makes me laugh, like, thinking about the idea that Dan might have to spend his whole beginning of 2024. You got to put the powder toast man away, fella. 
Matt Eberflus could easily be back, and I know that uh, Ian Rappaport kind of speculated that that could be the case. They've won five straight games at home. Over the last seven games, they've been terrific. Yes, there have been double-digit leads that have been given up, and they've lost the game, like all that sort of stuff. But there's a case to be made. And in fact, on the other side of this, I'm going to make that case for Matt Eberflus. Stick around. Here's the thing about Matt Eberflus. My feelings on him are probably not as strong one way or the other than like any of my opinion-making colleagues. I am open to the idea that he returns. I think that he doesn't always sound great when he's in front of a microphone or in front of a camera, but the defensive guys have clearly played for him throughout the entire season. His defense has gotten better. I also think, and this is just my thing, and I know I've brought it up on the podcast before, I think he's a believer in Justin Fields. I think he knows just because he's looking at it, hopefully, I'm putting a lot on Eberflus here. He's looking at it from the perspective of a defensive coach, and he knows how problematic it would be to deal with Justin Fields. And all you're hoping for is that the the passing game is more precise and you're doing it more often, being consistent. And I think that we've seen more consistent Justin Fields. If I'm Matt Eberflus, I am looking at the way my team finished the season with at least as the the 325 games kick off the bears still have a chance to make a playoff make the playoffs would that be fulfilling as an 8 and 9 team probably not but if you're him you're saying hey man i got my team in into a playoff position the last week of the season i will say on the flip side it makes those games that you lost to Cleveland and Detroit and Denver, like it makes them hurt more because you're like, wow, had the Bears picked up any one of those wins, you just flip the table right now, and we're talking about them being eight and eight and firmly in position to be a playoff team. How, how will we be talking about the Bears and what they've done? So my feelings on it are, I, I, as you know, I'm not a huge fan of Luke Getze. I think if Getze and Fields in the last week of the season prove to you, along with the, what's happened over the last few weeks, that they have figured out how to make it work, I would still probably replace Getze, but... If if you if you have a heart to heart conversation with Justin and and you say to him Justin you're not the decision maker on this but we love your opinion if you were back and Getsy was back could you make it work and tell him 
there are no wrong answers. If you want to be be as honest as you can be about this, offer him the scenario that I draw up, the idea of what if we took that number one pick and traded it and got more picks and got more players for you this year. Do you think that you and the offensive coordinator can make it work? You take his feedback. You bring Luke Getze in. And you say, Luke, well done with the way that the offense finished the season. This is, of course, if next week the Bears don't you know, embarrass themselves. The question that we have for you, can you and Justin put together a championship-level offense and be as honest as you can be? Don't bite your tongue. Is that the, the Aaliyah line? Speak from your heart, don't bite your tongue. I love that song. And you just say, hey, man, can you make it work? I want your honest assessment of your working relationship and can it work? And then if Matt Eberflus is still the coach, he and Ryan Poles can take the feedback from both guys and then figure out what to do next. For them to rally like this in a season, I know it's not satisfying considering the way that the season began. You had the losing streak. You had the losing streak continue from last season. There was a lot of dumb stuff that went on early in the season. There were questions about hiring. There were questions about who the people were you know that, that Matt Eberflus hired on his staff that are all marks against him, in my opinion. You put this staff together, and we had to fire two dudes. And your run game may have suffered because your running backs coach was kind of the guy that was in charge of putting your run game together. That's a, that's a mark. Whether it's fair or not, like that goes on the head coach. You decide on who the staff is. But I don't think that it's out of bounds that everyone comes back. I also don't think that it's out of bounds that that Kevin Warren, we saw Kevin Warren, if you were looking for him, we found him today, that Kevin Warren looks at this and goes, it's good, but it's not good enough, and I want to start over, and I've got the number one pick in the draft. I can start over, and that could be him replacing everybody. That could be him replacing Ryan Poles and, and Matt Eberflus. That could be him just replacing Matt Eberflus and keeping Ryan Poles. There's a, there's a lot here, and I appreciate, as you, you guys know, I'm a, I'm a Justin Fields guy. You know, I, I, I say that proudly. I think that he's going to be fine. I think that if you're looking at Caleb Williams and saying he's definitely going to be better, I would ask you to prove your work. But... There's so many people that are already dug in, and maybe I'm dug in on Justin. I just think that for $6 million next year, and you could pick up his fifth-year option, it's not a lot of money for a quarterback if you think the quarterback's getting better. And depending on who you make the trade with, you could end up in the same position again next year where you have a chance at a top-five pick because – the team that you're trading him to is bad. And they're not 
a quarterback away from fixing anything. But I digress. We'll see what the Bears do. I'm looking forward to next week. I'm looking forward to... These are the types of games that tend to feel like they're more important than maybe they are. Bears-Packers. You got to go on the road. They're going to be fighting for their playoff lives, probably. Can you keep them out? Can you spoil their New Year's and their season? Can you maybe, if everything goes right, get yourself in the playoffs? What type of performance do you get going into this game? Think about it. Think about everything. Challenge your own views on this. It was really cool to see the fans chanting, we want fields. I think Justin as a guy is super easy to root for. And I hope that he felt that that love from people. Because sometimes you don't. I hope that he felt that. And I hope that it drives him to excellence next week and beyond. We're off Merry New Year on New Year's Day. But it'll be Layla and I for the rest of the week because Dan is in Mexico doing God knows what. So Dan Mexico is out all week, but we got you faded. So make sure you check out the show. 10 to 2, Tuesday, Lawrence and Layla. We got you. I hope you had a great New Year's. I hope your Christmas was great. I hope you had a good Kwanzaa, Festivus for the rest of us, whatever it takes. I'll talk to you on the air Tuesday. We're also going to do more pods per week, I think, starting in the new year. So be looking out for that. See you next time. Peace.